morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 8th. We've made it to the middle of the week. And uh, I'm, I think we're doing pretty good to have done that. I've been, you know, like you, watching a lot of the stuff that's going on in Capitol Hill right now. And uh, interesting to see the confirmation of Betsy DeVos. Yesterday, I sort of watched that. Or I didn't watch it. I listened to it in my car. As I was on the way to downtown Portland for a photo shoot, which ended up happening in the rain because, you know, hashtag Portland. (laughs) So I posted to a bunch of my friends here. I said, if you saw a crazy lady in high heels standing in the middle of the street in downtown Portland in the rain yesterday, that was me. You're welcome. Hey, I hope you guys are doing good. Um, I'm going to pick up today where I left off on Monday, talking about how to be the people that God says we are, how to shine the light of Christ in the kingdom. We've been, Jay and I have been talking about this uh, a little bit. Our son uh, was just in Arizona yesterday. Amazing airplanes. They're amazing things. My husband and my son went to Arizona to check out a college that uh, our son is interested in attending. And we've been talking a lot about how quickly we can get from point A to point Z in the culture. And I'm really hoping to encourage you guys in your walk with God, getting from walking as babies to being mature in the Lord and really learning what it means to live for Him. Um, I have a a couple of little housekeeping things I want to get to, and and then I'm going to just Uh, I'm going to give you three ways that you can start right now, just three things that I've kind of been practicing in my life. I think I'm going to break some of this down for you so that you can, um, well, pass it on to your kids effectively. I mean, that's really what we're trying to do. But uh, really quickly, I want to remind you, I've got a whole bunch of events coming up. If you are interested in seeing where I am going to be speaking, uh, that schedule is posted at HeidiStJohn.com, and you can check it out. I'm going to be in Canada, actually, twice this year. I'll be once in Ontario and once in Manitoba. I'm going to be speaking in New Mexico. I'll be doing my women's event in uh, North Carolina, Indianapolis, Texas, New York, Florida. We're going to be all over the place this year. I'm also speaking for the Ocean Conference in Portland, Oregon, in my own hometown, which I love because then I can sleep in my own bed. So uh, if you're interested in hearing me speak, check out the schedule. I'd love to see you. Come on out. Also, registration is open right now for Fearless in uh, Texas. So check that out. You can go to HeidiStJohn.com. Just click on the event tab and you'll see where I'm speaking. You can see my schedule and also the women's conferences uh, that I'm doing. So I hope you guys will check that out. If you haven't yet uh, checked out the Bible study that my husband and I have written for families. We have four volumes of that written. It's called Firmly Planted. Really, the idea behind it is just to help you um, help your children be firmly planted in the Word of God. And like I said on Monday, I don't know about you, but I am so glad that God's Word doesn't change with the culture. Aren't you relieved that God's Word doesn't change? The Bible says that the grass is going to wither and the flower is going to fade, but His Word is going to stand forever. And as as women, as Christian women, and as men who love and serve the Lord Jesus, that's what we stand on. We stand on the Word of God. And so I'm going to be encouraging you that that way. At every event that I speak in, we're going to be talking about everything from homeschooling. Obviously, I do a lot of homeschooling events. Uh, and then the women's events that I do really are, are centered largely around equipping this generation of women to know the Word of God and to grow in it. You know, we're living in a generation 
of Christians who are being challenged at literally every front. And I've spoken about this a couple of times, but some of you I'm sure haven't heard me say this. I think it's an interesting thing to note that if in any other sphere of influence, in any other, um, let's say, profession, if you'd been at something for 15 or 20 years, you should be considered a professional, right? So if you train to be uh, a plumber, I think of plumbers right now because we haven't had running water in our house. We didn't have running water for most of the week last week, and we still, although the PUD came out today and marked the ground for us so we can start digging to actually bury the water line to our house now, but it matters, you guys, when you can't flush your toilet. (laughs) It matters when you can't take a shower. That is a huge, big, fat drag. And so plumbers are sort of on my mind uh, uh, in recent days, so that's what sort of comes to my mind. But I would think, you know, if the water pipe breaks at our house, and we call a plumber to come out here, and he says, "Oh, I've been on. The, you know, I I studied. I was a an apprentice. I studied down at whatever you know, whoever it was in my hometown taught me the trade. I learned it. I've been doing it for thirty years. We would expect that that guy'd be pretty well versed in plumbing, right? That he could detect a leak. That he could figure out which fittings we need. I know the word fitting now. I learned it. You're welcome." <laughs> But you'd expect that someone who's been in the in the uh, plumbing industry, for lack of a better word, for 30 years would be an excellent plumber, that he'd be well-versed in, in the art of plumbing and that he'd be well-versed in the, in the terminology that goes along with it. But for some reason, we have men and women who've been, you know, walking around, who've, who've been raised in the church, who accepted the Lord Jesus as our Savior when they were young. And they're 40, 50, 60 years old, and they don't know the word, and they can't defend it. And in any other sphere of influence, that would be considered an abject failure. But in the church, somehow, we excuse it, and we forgive it, and we brush it under the carpet, and we just go, you know, we don't even talk about how come we're not mature in the Lord? Why are we not growing in our faith. Well, the Apostle Paul said that we're supposed to be growing. We're not supposed to be just sitting and, uh, as our old pastor used to say, soaking and souring. We're supposed to be growing. We're supposed to shine brightly for the Lord. We're supposed to shine so bright that people uh, know that there's something different about us. And Christ calls us to shine as light, but in the culture, it really is a struggle. It's a struggle for us. And so I'm going to give you just a couple of uh, transforming truths that I hope uh, will encourage you today. But I also want to encourage you, be in the Word of God. There is no substitute, men and women, for just taking time to be in the Word every day. You know, as I think, um, as I get older and and uh, our kids are, you know, getting older and having kids of their own, my questions have become I think more profound in in light of eternity in terms of looking at my own children and thinking, what am I leaving my kids? And I have become, for for lack of a better word, very aware of my dependence on the Lord. And I was just talking to to Jay the other day, just talking about relationships and struggles with uh, friendships and relationships are hard. You know, people are complicated. And Jay and I used to say that ministry would be great if it weren't for the people. You know, but I realize now as I have am getting older and walking with the Lord more, there are a lot of mistakes I made in relationships in the past simply by virtue of the fact that I didn't inquire of the Lord, that I didn't go before the Lord. I mean, really go before Him, get alone on my face in my closet, 
you know, next to my bed, wherever I could just hide in the bathroom, I don't know, away from my children and just cry out to the Lord. And I, I did pray to him. I, you know, obviously, you know, I've been walking with the Lord a long time, but I think as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that's the only place that true uh, authority is given to us is in prayer and it's in listening for the Lord. And so I'm going to encourage you to do that today as we talk about what it means to shine your light. Second Corinthians 4, 6 in the NLT says, For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Wow. That means that if we hide his light, if we squelch the redeeming power of the Holy Spirit inside of us, we're really hiding the saving and redeeming work that Jesus has done. And I've said this for you know years uh, on the speaking circuit at homeschool conferences and at women's events around the country. Um, we've, we're living in a generation of people who just uh, got done uh, electing a president for two terms because we're desperate for hope and change. And the Bible says that hope and change is never found apart from Jesus. And so we, when we uh, don't shine our light, remember we used to sing that song, This Little Light of Mine, I'm Going to Let It Shine? I think we forgot how to do it. I think we've, we've just assumed that by virtue of the fact that we know the Lord, that His light shines out of us, and that's not necessarily true. So there are three ways that I, I sort of wrote down um, in my own personal time with the Lord uh, today and just thinking about how do we shine for for Christ and I was talking a little bit on Monday about sin and just the devastating impact it has on the culture and how if we're not bothered by our own sin we're not paying attention and so the first way to shine for Christ right where you are right now is to know who you serve the Bible says that the moment you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior you become an ambassador for Christ in other words we serve God not man. We answer, ultimately, we answer to God. And obviously, the Bible said, you know, Jesus said, render Caesar what belongs to Caesar. So we pay our taxes. We get involved in the, in hopefully, in the political process. We live here, right? We're affected by what happens here. But ultimately, our ambassadorship is toward the Lord Jesus. We are ambassadors for Christ. So we need to know who we serve. And I think so often in the culture today, we've become a slave to fear. And I love the song I was talking about on a Monday. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I belong to the Lord. And so when you know who you serve, all of a sudden fear um, fades into the background. And we we do what God asks us to do, not in our own power, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. So know who you serve. Some of you... Uh, I know are listening to this in your note takers. These are your three things. So take a note. I've also listed them in the show notes. So if you um, are driving in your car or I want to give a special shout out to all of you people taking a shower right now, I know you can't grab a pen. So you can go back (laughs) and listen to the show notes. But the first one is know who you serve. The second way to shine for Christ right where you are is to know the culture. So you need to know the culture. And what what I mean by that is ask God to open your eyes to every opportunity that you encounter in the culture. In other words, um, know what's happening around you so that you can discern between a lie and the truth. That's part of what we talked about the other day about uh, uh, Lady Gaga's performance at the Super Bowl and how part of what she said was actually true. We all are born a certain way. We're born, the Bible says, we're born sinful. That's what we all have in common. We're born sinful. If you know who you serve, 
and you know the culture, and you've asked God to open your eyes and give you wisdom for every opportunity that you encounter, then it's going to give you the chance to do the third thing on the list, the third way to shine for Christ right where you are, and that is to know the truth. So know who you serve, know the culture, what are the struggles that are happening in the culture around you, and finally know the truth. It's not enough just to know it. We need to learn to speak it. God's truth, spoken in love, sets people free. Not my truth, not your truth. The culture is going to tell you that you have your truth and I have my truth and truth is subjective, but the Bible says that truth is only ever found in God. It comes from him. He defines it. It belongs to him. He made it. He knows it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And so as Christians, we should know who we serve, know the culture, and know the truth. If you're going to know the truth, guess what you have to do? You have to know the Bible. You've got to know what does the Bible say. The Bible is relevant to what's happening right now around you. It's never been more relevant uh, than than it is right now. Because God's word is power. His word is relevant. I think it's interesting. Uh, our daughter in, or one of our kids in uh, in Sunday school last week, she, you know, she came up from Sunday school and she'd been doing, you know, a coloring page and the kids are studying the book of Nehemiah. And the main point of her, and she brought up this cute little coloring page to me, but the main point of their study in Sunday school this last Sunday was that Nehemiah prayed that God would help his people rebuild Jerusalem's wall. And I said to my daughter, isn't it amazing that God put it on Nehemiah's heart to protect his people from those who would do him harm? It's a reminder that we need to pray for our leaders, that our leaders need the wisdom that only comes from God. So I'm going to encourage you today to pray for your leaders, pray for our president, pray for the administration, pray for those who, uh, I'm praying for salvation of Donald Trump, wouldn't that be something? To really see his eyes become open and to see that man get saved. The, the, the Bible says that we know the truth and the truth sets us free. It's God's truth that sets us free. So know who you serve, know the culture that you're serving in, and then know the truth and speak it boldly. You have an opportunity to be an ambassador for Jesus. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. I'm going to encourage you guys to come back on Friday. Jay and I have a really special guest uh, that's going to show up with us. You know, I've been telling you, kind of teasing you guys. Um, I talked to my sweet man into coming back on Friday, and we're going to be talking about um, a blog post that I wrote a couple of years ago called Hot Monogamy. And uh, we believe that marriage is awesome. And we want to share it with you, just some some tips for making marriage awesome. Obviously, we're coming up on Valentine's Day, never a better time to talk about love and marriage and sex and all those things. And um, it's God's good gift, right? And so I want to encourage you, um, grab your husband or grab your wife, guys, if you're listening to this and come back on Friday. It would really encourage us if you would subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, and then you can download it on just about every uh, every major carrier of a podcast now. And you can also subscribe at the blog. But um, go ahead and find us on iTunes. You can find me either at The Busy Mom or at Heidi St. John. And uh, I hope that you'll come back on Friday. We have, Like I said, we're going to have a special guest and we're going to have a lot of fun. So I hope you guys will come back on Friday. And I want to encourage you again, know who you serve, know the culture, know the truth, and speak it boldly. God's truth in love 
is what sets you free. Have a great Wednesday, you guys. I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.